Welcome to the Sunday, November 19th, the first day of Thanksgiving week edition of the PFF Forecast. We have a great show. We're going to spend at least 30 minutes. Uh, Brad has put together a, uh, a mock Tommy DeVito contract. We'll dig into that. We'll see uh, whether it, it becomes the, the, the biggest contract in the NFL. We're also going to rank quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks in each conference. And then, of course, it's a big week. We have no more buys. We have Thanksgiving games. We have a Black Friday game. We're going to guess all of those lines. It will be a great show. Let's rock. A lot of people are wondering, people are asking, have the New York Giants found their quarterback? Brad, your thoughts? I mean, Tommy DeVito now has as many multi-touchdown games as Kenny Pickett. So that's a first-round pick we're talking about, um, you know, that Tommy D is is right in lockstep with. I think the answer is, is, it, is a resounding yes. Tommy, Tommy DeVito or Josh Dobbs, next quarterback of the New York Giants. Arjun, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought DeVito played a, a fine game. I, I do think it came against a, a G5 defense in the Washington Commanders, but, um, you know, we can look past that and appreciate that he did throw for 246 yards. Uh, if he did throw for four more yards, I think there were a lot of people of the press sitting on a nice, juicy 170-1 to 1 SGP, SGP ticket, courtesy of our good friend Judah Ford gang. But um, that's okay. We'll look past that. Uh, great win for the Giants. Uh, I'm sure there's fan bases like the Bears, the Patriots, who are happy about the Giants winning, pushing them out of the or away from the contention for the first overall pick. But even if the Giants get their first overall pick, I mean, who's to say they would take Caleb Williams or Drake May over Tommy DeVito at this point? It's a very good question. I mean, we have... Serious question marks about Caleb Williams' mental abilities, right? Uh, seems to get flustered easily. Can't say the same about Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito going through the fire and coming out looking strong. Um, Drake May, I mean, he, you know, North Carolina media has nothing on the New York media. So I, I don't know. Um, let's, let's talk about some real, real quarterbacks uh, because – I think there's been a lot of interesting quarterback dynamics. Obviously, a ton that have gotten injured. But we've also seen like some weirdness in terms of who's actually played really well this year. You've got C.J. Stroud potentially in the MVP discussion. Um, and you've had some quarterbacks that we're accustomed to seeing play really, really well, maybe slip a little bit. So we're going to rank the top five quarterbacks in each conference. We're going to do a conference by conference. Which one do we want to do first, fellas? Let's, still, let's stick with our guy Tommy D. He's going to be in all of our NFC rankings. So let's go with the <laughs> NFC first. Look, the Commanders traded both their edge rushers and had seven different players that had a sack and a tackle for loss today. <laughs> and Tommy DeVito took nine total sacks uh, against yeah a team that just traded with their two pass rushers on the exterior. I say we go NFC first. I'm, I don't want to go first necessarily. I always I feel like I go first in the rankings. I want to sit back a little bit, let it percolate, let it marinate, and then jump into the mix. All right, Arjun, you came up with this concept, so you get to go go first. We'll do the NFC. Um, let her rip. Oh, Brad is Brad, too. 
Judah asked me to do a shirt reveal. Yes, this is in fact the Vanderbilt basketball 2012 SEC champs. Wow. Took down Anthony Davis and the Wildcats. Never forget. Oh, yeah. The doors. The doors, baby. This this podcast is off to an incredibly hot start. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so number one, obviously got to go with Josh Dobbs in the NFC. Just absolute baller. Um, now I'm playing. Okay, so number one for real, Dak Prescott. Uh, number two, I have Jalen Hurts. Three, Kyler Murray. Four, I'm probably going to get some shit for this. I still have Matthew Stafford. I'm a believer. Five, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Well, I'm not counting Cousins or any quarterback that's like Injured and not playing right now. So I think Cousins would be above Purdy in this situation, but uh, he's not in my top five for now. Sorry, repeat. The, I think you cut out a little bit. Repeat your top five. It's Dak. Yeah, Dak, Kurtz, Kyler, Stafford, Purdy. Okay. All right, Bradley? Yeah, so pretty much the same. I think the big one for me, though, is before this season, I had Dak ahead of Hurts as well. Um, I have changed that this season. I do think Hurts, even with the injury, um, you know, has shown a lot of high leverage moments, has made big plays, downscores the rare times the Eagles are trailing in games. Uh, I think he's shown he can throw to all levels of the field, can play inside the pocket, can roll out, can make plays that inside of structure, outside of structure. I get his supporting cast is awesome, but, I mean, Dak Prescott this season has also had great play from pretty much the entirety of his offensive line. Right tackle with Terrence Steele has been shaky a bit, but – you know, now that you have Brandon Cooks with C.D. Lamb, is it Demonte Smith, you know, A.J. Brown? No. But but long story short, I, I think I now have Jalen Hurts as the number one quarterback in that conference. Um, so I will go Jalen Hurts, but then Dak Prescott. And I frankly think those two are like it's teardrop of, of a large, large degree. Um, I then do have Kyler, Purdy, and I didn't do the, the injury, uh, you know, contention. So I had Kirk. Uh, but I guess, yeah, it would, it would be Stafford if I was factoring in guys that are not playing right now. I have Hertz number one as well. Um, I, I think the the difference for me between Dak and Hertz, uh, honestly, is is the rushing. Like, I, it just is is an X factor. Um, not necessarily like the tush push piece, but um, all of it kind of combined. Um, and then additionally, I feel a little bit more confident in Hertz's floor being higher. Uh, and, and I've seen. I think Hurts' performance against quality teams, not that Dak hasn't, but um, I just feel more confident about Hurts showing up in big games. I say that and maybe lay an egg on Monday night. Um, I'll go Dak to, you know, I, I can see the case for Kyler. Kyler took a bunch of sacks today. Um, still doesn't look back to me. Um, I, I think Birdie, Purdy is number three. Um, Jared Goff should be in the top five, his performance today was honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, he threw three interceptions that were Mac Jones-esque and tried to throw a fourth. It should have been a pick six, like inside the five and got dropped. Um, so I have him outside. I, I will go Kyler ahead of him. Um, I think this is where I would, I would put Kirk at three if he weren't hurt, um, just to be clear. Uh, and then I will go, uh, I will go Kyler at five. I think Stafford, while I am a Stafford believer, does not look particularly right. And um, I, I just worry about his longevity. But I think you could put, you could argue the Kyler Stafford there. I'm not sure there's a, there's a big difference uh, between the between them. So that, that's where I'll go. 
Um, let me ask you guys about this because the Purdy thing, we had this conversation a few weeks ago. Purdy looked amazing today. I think he's looked good with, with team back to full health. Um, like what more do you need to see from, from Brock Purdy before he's in the MVP discussion? <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be hard to get into that conversation. You just have the coach of the year. You have all the supporting cast players. But I do think the beginning of the season, people were way too high on Purdy. And then I think even in their bad games where you had the turnover, you know, regression, all of those things, people swung way too far to the other extreme. Like he was pushing the ball down the field today. He had two big time throws that I saw. It was eight of 10 for 230 yards and two touchdowns on throws, 10 plus yards downfield. And again, yeah, like Brandon Ayuk was streaking wide open for one of those plays or two of those plays. But like, I, I think at this point, if you still think he's just a Kyle Shanahan, like play action merchant, Jimmy G type quarterback, I think you just made that decision and are refusing to accept new evidence that that's not really the case. I do think he'll struggle to ever crack like a top 10 for me um, or, or, you know, maybe he will, but it'll be 10. Um, but I, I, like he is doing things, I think, to elevate the offense at this point um, and is not just kind of driving the vehicle. Um, I, I think they're like the last six weeks, eight weeks, too. It's a larger sample, um, you know, of, of him actually elevating the things around him while we understand, obviously, uh, he is in the the best situation he could possibly be in. I think for me, it's it's more about I need to see him thrive against when faced with adversity. Um, all of their wins, I think they're play, like I mean, it takes it, credit to him for building that lead, obviously. But you, you know, going against the Bucks bottom five uh, pass defense, it's it doesn't it's not hard really. And in the games they've lost, he hasn't really been able to string together drives that end up with putting together points. Like I don't really even know if Purdy this year or even like last year is as uh, one, like a come from behind victory where they were down double digits at any point in the game and came back to win. I think that's what I need to see just because I think he's always had the luxury of playing with an elite defense. I know they've kind of regressed a little bit this year, but it's still a very good unit. And now they traded for Chase Young. Um, so yeah, just, just playing with playing uh, against more adversity that might never happen. Cause you know, that team is that good, but um, for for me to like really consider him in the top as a top ten quarterback overall, or even in the MVP conversation, I think he needs to have that like si signature win where he comes from behind and, and snatches the game away from another team. I, mean, I think it's as simple as this: like the Niners, when everyone's healthy, have the best offensive supporting cast in the NFL, and I don't think it's that close. I, mean, I think you could argue with what the Eagles have, um, also very good at full strength. Um, they were down Trent Williams. They were down Debo Samuel. They still had Ayuk. They still had Kittle. That offensive line, though, without Trent Williams is not very good. Here were Brock Purdy's passing grades against the Browns and the Vikings on the road and at home against the Bengals. 41.4, 61.9, 66.1. Last two weeks against the Jaguars and then home against the Bucks, they've been uh, 91 against the Jags and then this week, it'll be somewhere in the high 80s, um, you know, pending review here. So he plays really, really well when he's got everybody. And I don't know that there's a defense necessarily that can stop the Niners in that situation. And that's why I think he's firmly beneath those other two guys. Am I saying that without their supporting cast, Dak or Jalen are like impenetrable? Not necessarily, but um, I, I do feel a little bit more confident about them. I do think it's very interesting, though, like how many quarterbacks we actually feel um, are somewhat impervious to uh, their, their ecosystem around them. That, I think, is a good transition to the AFC. So let's go ahead and, 
rank the uh, the AFC here, and then maybe we can have that conversation. Like, how many of these guys do you think we could actually do anything with Patrick Mahomes uh, receivers? Um, Arjun, when should lead us off? All right, I got Pat number one. I got Justin Herbert number two. Josh Allen number three. Coleridge Stroud at number four, and then Trevor Lawrence at number five. Coleridge, love that. Cole, I mean, look, I respect it. He was he was throwing some uh, some some gifts up today. He was he was in the holiday season today. Uh, our, bo- our boy Coleridge Bernard. But anyway, I respect it. Uh, mine's pretty chalky here, but I'm going Mahomes one, Allen two, Burrow three, Lamar four, and Jay Herbo five. Um, I mean, what what Herbert's receivers did to him today was an absolute travesty. I think we had six drops on first review. Quentin Johnston, I tweeted out, uh, had fewer receiving yards than four rookie Packers players today, uh, none of whom were first-round picks, by the way. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I think it's pretty chalky, but I'm, I'm going with that. That's my top five. Yeah, I, real quick, I like totally forgot about Lamar. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I have him right below Herbert, so it would be Pat, Herbert, uh, uh, Lamar, Alan Stroud, uh, T-Lot at the top five. Not bad. No Tua. No Tua. Uh, and, and no Allen for you, uh, Arjun? Allen's four behind Lamar. Okay. In a Burrow. In a Burrow. Burrow's, is Burrow seven? Who's seven? Uh, well, I would, I would put Burrow oh, above T-Law. Fair, fair. I, I put Burrow above T-Law, but he's hurt. So. Gotcha. 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 Okay. I, I This is tough. Um, But it, it's Mahomes clearly at, at number one. I am still going to put Allen at two. I don't feel great about it, but I will put him there. I'm going to go Lamar three. Um, I think in four, this is where it gets tricky. I personally believe that that Trevor Lawrence is the fourth best quarterback um, in uh, in this division. I think he's being held back by a pretty atrocious scheme overall. Um, but uh, but I think Lawrence. I'm going to put Lawrence there in four, and then um, I'm going to go Herbert in five. Stroud came back to earth a little bit today. Um, you know, made a few throws down in the in the red zone that weren't great. And to be quite frank, as good as I do think Stroud is, I think he's got one of the best, um, you know, schemes there, which is which is really helping. Um, and he's got Tank Dell. So th- that's that's my top five. Um, how many of these guys uh, do you feel are actually kind of you know supporting casting casting? Go ahead, Arjun. Um, I honestly, I think all of them in the top five are like, I'd feel comfortable putting them in any scheme and, and seeing them thrive, putting them in a Shanahan scheme or a West coast scheme or like a vertical, like air Coriel scheme. I think all of them would, would have success. Um, all of them, at least in my top five have some form of mobility, which allows them to, you know, create out of structure, use their legs when needed to, um, all of them have arm strength to push the ball down the field attack the middle and the sideline. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think all of mine are uh, scheme agnostic, at least in the AFC. Yeah, so um, I would say the only guy we haven't already seen it from, so again, I had Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Herbert. If we're going to get rid of Burrow, I'll put Lawrence in there, but I think Stroud is already kind of closing that gap. Um, I think we've already seen scheme agnostic results. And again, I think from that standpoint, it's like, can you go – 500. I don't think I'm asking for a ton there. Mahomes could still win the division with, you know, us at pass catcher. But anyway, like 
I don't like Allen's supporting cast. And I, I said that coming into the year and he's still, you know, what number one in the NBA, uh, NBA in the NFL, probably in total EPA produced this year. Uh, Lamar has still managed to produce. He has receivers like we're lauding his receiving core this year. Cause it has like Odell Beckham Jr. Who plays 15 snaps a game and Rashad Bateman, who has two catches a game. And we're like, and a rookie Zay flowers. And we're like, Oh, Lamar finally has a receiving core. So he's already done it. And yeah, Jay Herbo, I mean, had a 50 yard touchdown pass to, uh, I'm not sure if Stone Smart's a real person still. I'm still doubting. He might be. I'm not convinced uh, what I saw today. You know, call me T- Tiffany Gomas. Like, that guy might not be real. Uh, but anyway, I think all those guys have already kind of shown it. Burrow hasn't because he obviously stepped into, you know, well, T was in his draft class. Jamar was there by the time he was healthy and actually playing again. But his offensive line has been bad the entire time he's been a pro. So, yeah, probably probably all of those guys. And the NFC, none, I think. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest with you. I think it's one, and it's it's only Mahomes. I, I just I, – none of these other guys are consistent enough in um, doing every part of the game really, really well. Now, I know that Mahomes has played, you could say, not as well to start this season. But, like, that doesn't – you know, we've seen enough from him. I would argue, though, after doing these rankings, that the top, I think you can make a really solid argument, the top five to six QBs in the NFL are all in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. I think even the top 15, it's like 12 AFC quarterbacks. <laughs> like It's really kind of astounding. Um, no Tua. No Tua, no no Jared Goff in, 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 on either side. Um, who do you have more faith in, Tua or... Uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> that's a good. That's actually a great question. I okay. I, I think it's. I think I would say Tua. Tua is like one point two Goffs. I think. I would agree on the Goffian metric on the Goffian scale. Arjun just debuted it. I would agree. It's funny. I, I trust more in Jared Goff in terms of just like making throws, arm talent wise. Um, they're both, frankly, largely one read QBs. But I think Tua has fewer just like brain fart collapse type plays his pick today was you know a bit of a 500 ball um but like i just think you don't get the golf like pumpkin level outings that he's had like twice the past month i don't think you really get that from a healthy Tua. you get just like some inaccuracies here and there you don't get three picks against the bears uh at home yeah i think i think it's Tua, and and decidedly so he, he did golf to your point has completely melted down in a couple of games Two is a little bit more resilient. Um, okay, another really good question. Where does CJ Stroud right now, if you were in the NFC and you have to win a game, where does CJ Stroud show up? He's three for me. And I legitimately think a conversation of take contract into account, who do you want to start a franchise with? I say Mahomes one. I think I might say CJ Stroud two. Oh my God. No, I would That's say Stroud too as well. I'm saying Stroud too behind Mahomes as well. If we're taking yeah. contract into account, yeah. Um, in terms of the NFC, I, yeah, I think I would have him three as well. Like I, I want to like trust me, I want to put him at one so badly in the NFC. I just think we need a little bit more of a sample size on him. We need to see how he reacts when teams get more film on him. But yeah. he's been so impressive. Um, so yeah, I think I, I'd still put him at three behind Dak and Hurts. And if you guys are starting a franchise today, I just want to be clear. You are taking Stroud on the rookie contract over paying Allen, paying 
Burrow. Yep. Lawrence, you would have to pay this offseason. So mm-hmm. you get you get the like it technically doesn't even count because you're starting, let's say you're starting week one, 2024. I'd say Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, I'd pay Patrick Mahomes probably up to like $75 million a year, where I still think he's number one. <laughs> that was the number I just threw out, but I am fine with it. Uh, and then I think, and then I think it's Stroud. Yeah. I think you get, I, I, well, I can understand that. I think that's a little bit insane. Yeah. Like CJ Stroud's biggest win was a regular season week seven game um, or, or whatever it was, week eight game. Um, now I'm not a QB wins guy, but like that's a really small sample to feel like you've seen enough. I'm still taking Burrow. I'm still paying Burrow over him. Um, and I, I understand that he's hurt. Like I get that. Um, still taking Burrow over him. I think the Allen one is a good question. Um, I'd lean probably towards paying Allen still. Um, but I th- then I think you can make a strong case. Um, just the, the tools of those guys and, and what they've shown thus far, I feel like is just so far out of, um, out of his world. Um, do you guys think uh, Joe Burrow's an injury concern? Too reckless the way he plays the game? I mean, if people say it about other quarterbacks, like you, it should be said about Joe. It shouldn't be said about anybody. It's a dumb conversation for everyone. Everyone has talked about. But if you are going to make that argument about certain guys, like yeah, Joe takes a ton of hits that he probably doesn't need to. Um, so I mean, yeah, again, I, I hate the conversation for any player, but yes, I mean, like under those constructs, he, he is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it will be interesting. I, I will say this about Joe Burrow. I feel that that Burrow has had a pretty crappy O-line the entire time. Yes, he's had great receivers, um, but I think he's shown even with some injuries to those receivers, he's still um, a stud. Any any last thoughts before we move on from QB convo and get into Thanksgiving week? No, we're going to spam Coleridge Bernard until you're a believer. That's that's my yeah. last comment. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm just not there. I'm not quite there yet. All right. We are on to Thanksgiving week. So there are three Thanksgiving games. There is a Black Friday game. There is a Sunday, full Sunday slate or relatively full Sunday slate. And then uh, by popular demand, the fluce is loose on Monday night. The fluce is loose on Monday night against the astrophysicists, Bears (laughs) and Vikings. What a delight we have ahead of us. Okay. Um, let me, uh, let me pull this up for everyone to see. Brad, I think you had another strong week. Yes, sir. Which, uh, which should not be surprising given how you performed thus far. Let me get this up here so people can see. Uh, this is great podcasting. What the people came to see. Here we go. All right. Week 11. Brad five and two, Arjun you're four and two. I'm three and three. I still have uh, a teaser leg in play tomorrow evening, so I can get back to uh, to five hundred. Here is here's what things look like. Um, I I had to I just wanted to point this out that the single person here that had faith in Tommy DeVito, <laughs> yeah, at, and I yeah. feel like that's worth two maybe. I, think I would agree. Also, Arjun, I gave myself double credit for Cowboys, and you didn't. So if you want to, mm. like I, I said, the first half was was its own bet, and then the full game was also a bet. I think I just did first half. I'm pretty I sure. Got you. I got yeah. you. 
Yeah, um, but good job, Brad. Way to pat yourself on the back with both. No, I was trying to get. Hey, excuse you. I'm trying to give Arjun a dub. And I also, I also, George, no bullshit. I think you should get an extra unit for betting on Tommy DeVito. I, 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 I did I support it. I support I, it. I did put myself. Uh, I did put myself on the line with Tommy D. But I don't need any favors. Um, I, I'm going to battle back. Uh, this is what what things look like um, here. So uh, let's see, thirty. Six and 28, 47 and 26, and uh, 37. And... Oh, I already updated mine. I already updated oh, you mine. did? Yeah, yeah. Great. So I'm 40, yeah, sorry, 42 and 24. I got it. All right, I'll let you do that. Okay, yeah. let's get on to week number 12. We have Green Bay in Detroit to open up Thanksgiving. Brad? Oh, now you got me else. Hold on. Where's my list? People that can't tell I'm traveling. I had uh, Lions minus seven and a half. I went Lions minus eight. I had the Detroit Lions by seven. I probably should have made this seven and a half. But nonetheless, it is seven and a half. I had a feeling that's what it would be. Um, I am not. Uh, going to bet the Green Bay Packers here um, as much as I would love to. And love, pun intended, I have no faith in Jordan Love, unfortunately. So I, won't. I have to be nice to him because I obviously go out of my way to be mean whenever I can. I think he's been good the last two weeks, not just against you know a Chargers defense that is just non-existent, um, but also against Pittsburgh. I mean, he had five big-time throws for us. And if you watch that game, I think he had a couple more like plus one very nice plays. I literally made the seven and a half because the the Bears game closed at eight, and I was like, "All right, the Packers are like a hair better than the Bears," but I can't get myself to get there either. I I kind of want to take them, but I can't get myself there either. Are we not teasing this? Like this should be like the easiest one of the easiest teaser legs of the season. I mean, are you not worried about yeah. Jared Goff? Um, no, I'm not. No, nope. <laughs> I mean, like it's Joe Barry. Like I, yeah, Barry. <laughs> I, I posted. I posted this table um, in the week. Like Jared Goff's only coverage he really struggled against was cover two. Like he averages a negative 0.5 EPA against cover two. What is what is Mr. Eberflus run? He runs cover yeah, two. All he spams cover two. Yeah, it was like the worst possible defense for him. Joe Barry is not going to do that. He's going to play like weak. Cover four, cover six, yeah. kind of those Fangio uh, coverage schemes, not cover two. So I'm not worried about golf at all. It was just a blip in the radar. And at the end of the day, he didn't. He did lead a comeback uh, down like 12 points in under a four minutes. So easy teaser like for me. You convinced me. I'm with you. Let's get on board. Let's do it. We got. We got to come strong with. Uh, yeah. with You're a holiday to... better, George. You're the best holiday better. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. yeah. <laughs> I. I am. Uh, I. I asked someone today what my holiday spirit animal was and they had trouble deciding between the Grinch and Scrooge so <laughs> that's about where I'm at I was kind of hurt by the Grinch just because he's kind of out of shape and and dirty but I totally resonate with his with his opinions uh Washington Dallas Brad yep I had Cowboys minus 10 same uh 
Welcome to Get Up. It's Friday morning. We're here to discuss three hours of Dak Prescott MVP conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Mike Greenberg. I'm joined by five NFL players you've never freaking heard of, and we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys for three hours. I have the Dallas Cowboys favored by eight and a half in this game, um, and it is 11. Ten and a half on FanDuel. I see 11. I am going to take the Commanders. I could see this coming from a mile away. Um, the Commanders are the zigzag theory of gambling. For those of you who are uh, OG listeners, members of the printing press, members of the Discord, which, by the way, if you're not involved in, make sure you go join. Uh, you are familiar with the zigzag theory of gambling. Um, the Washington Commanders epitomize that. They come out and they shit the bed. They'll come back next week against the, the Dallas Cowboys and they'll play spirited football. Um, am I worried about this, this uh, defensive line against Sam Howell? Yes, of course I am. Was I worried about them against the uh, uh, Eagles? Yes. Um, I will take commies. I'm joining you. I'm on 10, but 11's an overreaction to today's games. Like I said, I mean, it was an ugly game. You had six turnovers, though. Howell had three picks, one of which was like she's trying to throw the ball out of bounds, and which I know sounds like not a good thing, but just just a fluky bad pick on the on the pick six to Isaiah Simmons, and then he, he had four fumbles, three of them uh, lost fumbles. So like that's just not going to happen uh, two weeks in a row. I'll, I'll join you on comedies. Eleven's too many. Well, I'm, a, I'm I just want to share some things just about the Cowboys because I think like I I don't we're still kind of well we're like halfway more than halfway through the season but I, I do think there's certain splits for teams that make a lot of that like I think show a signal so the Cowboys this year they're 4-0 against the spread at home they have an average margin of victory of 27.5 at home they also have an average um they cover the spread by about 18 points when they're at home so this is like the best home team in the NFL. Uh, we know they can get home rushing four. Sam Howell took another four sacks against a pretty, you know, like mid Giants front four. And, you know, the Cowboys, I don't know how many times they sacked um, Bryce Young. I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. The funniest thing, I think I saw Bryce Young get sacked like three straight plays on one drive. It was like, so Bryce Young got sacked six times, right? Commander's offense line is at like almost as bad as the uh as the Washington offensive line. So I think you, you probably have a lot of faith that like Howell's going to be dealing. Otherwise, like you're kind of fading the best home team in the NFL right now, which is the only thing that worries me. They have played at home. <laughs> they have played. You ready for this? The New York Jets, the New England Patriots, the Los Angeles Rams, and the New York Giants at home. What? Are, are the commanders better than any of those teams? Yes. Yes. Everyone but the Rams. And I think I think they're much better than the Rams, too. I mean, look, they, they've lost they've lost both times to the commanders this year. They like squeaked out a win against the Patriots, where Howell did play well. And I and who was the other team? They've been competitive against the Eagles in both games. Yeah, but then they also lost versus the commanders. So it's or the, the Giants. Yeah, I see. I mean, you can't, you can't, yeah. you know, Tommy DeVito. You can't keep a DeVito down that long. Cut from a different cloth. Look, it's just clear that Sam Howell doesn't do well on the Jersey Shore. Okay. 
that's I also think it's just like what is this like a noon or 1 p.m. kickoff on a Thursday um like it's gonna be ugly it's gonna be sluggish it'll be I know Dallas does start well it was obviously one of our early spread bets I mean no look Arjun this is a leverage play George and I are on it you should you should stay off it yeah stay away yeah, yeah, I don't want you. Or, I don't no, want I do you think I should be betting on every game though on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know what? I'll, I'll uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna run back the Cowboys first half bet. Why not? Mm. The, the, uh, I think the the play that I'm most looking forward to in this game is gonna be CD Lamb. Oh yeah, CD Lamb is gonna cook this secondary. Um, San Francisco, Seattle, the nightcap. This one is in Seattle, Brad. I had Seahawks plus six and a half. Same. I am at four and a half. Um, this is a this is a rivalry game, fellas. It is at seven. Um, yeah. Now yeah. the Geno injury. Do, what is the injury? Because it looked yeah. like he couldn't use his arm, and then he, he had made- a sleeve on it. Yeah, he had a sleeve, but he threw an absolute strike to DK Metcalf. Yeah. Before Pete Carroll decided to, you talk about Pete Carroll. What is this yeah. man doing? That was the dumbest. We'll get to Eber Eber flustered at some point. Pete Carroll. First of all, like I said, Gino threw an absolute laser in the middle of DK Metcalf. Beautiful ball. They had 31 seconds left at that point. You run up and run a play and run a run play, a, a halfback dive to Zach Charbonnet, and then run the clock all the way down. And kick a field goal, fifty-five yarder with Jason Myers in like a windy stadium. Um, I don't know. The flags were fl- on the, on the fl- dumb, dumbest decision I think of the day, which was which was a battle today. There was a lot of dumb decisions today, but yeah, insane. But also, Seattle, like they're not if they don't cash the eight and a half, I'm gonna be like they're they're not dead to me. Like, I declared the Jets is dead to me last week. Seattle's not dead to me, but they're on my almost dead to me watch list, and I think they're gonna get trounced by the Niners. But but. Pete Carroll, for some reason, gets killed by McVeigh. Actually, plays Kyle Shanahan the Niners pretty well. Yeah. Arjun, you doing anything with this? Um, I think. I mean, if it crosses seven, I think I'll tease it with something else. But right now, since it's at seven, I think I'll leave it alone. Because I'm committed. Because I refuse to let the Thanksgiving holiday go by without uh, without a lot of gifts, a lot of blood to be thankful for. The seven is the, the seven. This either should be like 14 or it should be like three and a half. <laughs> and that really, <laughs> that. like, it really just comes down to will the Seahawks um, be able to make a decent enough move on, on offense, right? Like DK Metcalf is going to have to make some plays. Geno Smith is going to have to show up and, um, and, you know, be able to make some, some headway against the secondary. Uh, if not, then it's going to be a very, very long evening, and the Niners could win, you know, forty-two to to, to seven. But if, uh, and I believe that Geno and DK and that offense will be able to make some moves. Why do I say that? Because I actually thought Baker Mayfield and the Bucks moved the ball against that defense decently well. Um, and so, look, short week. This is in Seattle. This rivalry is is real. All these games seem to be. Um, you know, relatively crazy. So I will I will lean on the side of on a short week um, with kind of you know this being a basically a game that the Seahawks have to win to, to have a chance at the division. Um, I think it ends up being a 
a close game. So I'll take the Seahawks. Black Friday. Is Aaron Rodgers back for this game? What do we think? It's really Black Friday now that we have to watch Zach and Tim Boyle on yeah. Friday night in primetime. Arjun, you're Jets, man. I, I, I was, I was just so triggered watching that, and then Boyle comes in, Garrett Wilson fumbles <laughs> in the first drive. It's just like nothing goes right for that offense. Sucks. The uh, yeah, the turkey that people eat on Thanksgiving uh, is uh, is has more potential at quarterback for the Jets than Zach Wilson, and also has stronger ligaments than Aaron Rodgers. So um, the Jets are in, in really good shape. Uh, Brad, would you make this? Yeah, I made this Jets plus a touchdown. Yeah, I won Jets plus seven and a half. I have seven and a half as well. Uh, and it is seven and a half. That's exactly where the printing press was as well. Um, any, uh, any teaser ideas here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd probably tease it. Low total also. It's only 41 and a half. Um, like, I do worry a little bit about Miami's offense in this game because I think at times they've gotten thrown off by physical defenses and the Jets are player super physical defense. We also didn't see this Jets defense play Tua last year, both of the Dolphins games for the Jets. Uh, one of them was against... Skylar Thompson and the other one I think was against Teddy Bridgewater or maybe both were against Skylar, but it wasn't, it wasn't Tua. Um, but yeah, I think in general, this Dolphins offense does struggle against physical defenses and that's what the Jets defense is. Um, so yeah, I, I, I will tease it, but I, I am a little bit worried about it. If I'm going to be honest. They were frustrating today. I mean, the fact that, of course we had four points of cleave, at Dolphins minus nine and a half. Yeah. And they had a touchdown lead the entire game, or basically it was like four points, seven points, whatever. They're just – my thing with them is I don't know if Devon HM plays now. Tyreek I think is probably fine. Yeah, we just got a question from Mike. I think he's fine. It was a hand injury, and he came back and had a bunch of, like, big explosive plays after that. But just – and the quick turnaround to a Friday, I probably should be fine teasing it, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm staying away as well. Um, I think it's uh, it's definitely my concern about Tua, but also the Dolphins and their inability to uh, kind of figure out their motion offense on the road um, has been a real a real issue. So staying away. Tampa and Indy. Indy off the bye, Brad. Yep, I have. Shoot, sorry. Colts minus two and a half. When Colts minus three. I've got uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Where am I here? Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, two and a half. Uh, and it is one and a half at Fandle. Two at Circa. We'll call it one and a half. Um, thoughts, Brad? I mean, the coaching mismatch is gigantic here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, like Shane Steichen <laughs> is going to carve this Todd Bowles defense up more than the turkey on, th on Thursday night, more than the, more than the John Madden turducken. Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm, one and a half. 
Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Give me the Colts. Yes, let's. Our Colts. Um, Colts also off a of bye, um, so you get that extra rest. I think the one thing that worries me here is the way you have to beat the Bucks is through the air. They are a pass funnel. Uh, Levante David and Jamel Dean also left this uh, this game with injuries. Both are probably the best players at their position on that team. Maybe like a top four at, on the defense in general. But I, I'm, I'm a little worried about the Colts. You know, having to throw with Gardner Minshew to win this game. I also think they could run the ball if Levante David is out, and you know that forces Devin White into a bigger role. It probably probably won't be able to handle that. But I, I do like the coach. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest coaching mismatches and, um, you know, Colts off by, I think we should be able to catch this one. Yeah, I, I do worry about this, actually. I think to your point, um, that's how you should beat the Bucks. That's how the Niners beat the Bucks. Um, and uh, I don't know, not super excited about Gardner Minshew doing that. Um, I'm actually kind of intrigued on a Bucks. Teaser, but I'm going to stay away here. Uh, New England has the unfortunate task of trying to stop the unstoppable. Thomas DeVito. Tommy boy. Brad? Yeah, this is a huge game for, you know, for yes. the Patriots, for the Bears, for, every, you know, for a lot of teams. Um, <laughs> although now that you mentioned the Patriots, hold on, this just clicked in my head. The Colts kind of had the same situation where the Patriots were, what, first the NFL in rushing success rate. They averaged like sub three yards of carry and couldn't get Gardner. Well, Gardner Minshew also had a dance, dance revolution pocket presence in that game in, in Germany. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it. It's too late. Anyway, uh, what did I have? And what, what game were you on? Uh, I had the Giants. I stole the Giants plus four and a half against the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> no faith in our guy, Tommy D. I went, Zero. Uh, I went Giants plus three. You got ye of little faith. Went 2.5. Who is the better quarterback in this game? True answer. Thomas DeVito is the better quarterback in this game. Uh, it is three and a half. Um, so I'm on, the, I, I'm on the right side of the number. I, I rode with Tommy D once. <laughs> I'm going to ride with him again. If it ain't broke, George. Mac Jones. <laughs> You're telling me Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, either one of those losers are going on the road with that supporting cast and beating Tommy DeVito, not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, I'll the Giants can't pass protect to save their lives, but the the, uh, the Patriots don't have any pass rushers. Yeah, no, this is this is this is two of the worst, if not the two worst. Uh, well, the Panthers obviously, you know, that's like a free square and bingo. But yeah, this is going to be an ugly, ugly game of football. What's the total on this game? That's Seven. Starts with the starts with the 33 and a half. Okay. Oh my god. This is Iowa. This is Iowa versus Wisconsin. What remember that uh that Bills Patriots snow game? That was like 34 and a half, and people were freaking out. There's no, I mean, unless there's no blizzard in this game, and uh and we've got a 33. That's incredible. You know what's funny is the next game might have a lower total. I haven't I don't have the totals pulled up, but the next game might hey. be just as bad. I've got faith in Jake Browning. Uh, Pittsburgh and Cincy. This one is in Cincy. Yes. I had our guy, Mr. Jake Browning. Uh, I had his pick him. A pick him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I went Steelers minus three in this one. You watched the Steelers today? 
Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> no. Like I'm gonna be honest. Well, the total on that Brown Steelers game was what, like 33 and a half. Also, I did not. 30, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I did not switch to that on my Sunday ticket at all. So you missed nothing, Arjun. <laughs> yeah, neither neither did I. The only thing that I saw was Jalen Warren breaking a tackle and yeah, busting one to the house. He's actually good. Um, we- I made the pick him as well. Uh, and it looks like it is uh, – oh, interesting. So, FanDuel – I mean, crossing zero doesn't matter. Um, Circa has it plus one. Um, DraftKings is mi- – Bengals minus one on DraftKings. Yeah, and, and FanDuel has it minus one and a half. I think Super it's – Superbook, uh, Jeff Sherman has it at Cincy minus two and a half. I think RJ, you may, I think you're just contractually obligated to bet on Kenny Pickett. Let's call it one and a half. <laughs> I think that's all. also yeah. Just I, I have, have to. Have to. You have to. You have got to. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, look, look. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. This this Steelers offense, for the most part, is predicated on explosive plays, just like throwing it up to George Pickens, Jalen Warren, fifty yard runs. Like that is what the Bengals allow on defense. Um, and honestly, like this, like this is a game that Mike Tomlin will just will win. Like somehow he'll win. Uh, you get Jake Browning. Like yes, Bengals will be at home, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know why I'm so off on this one. Maybe I'm just overrating this the Tomlin voodoo. But I, I will be taking the Steelers in this one. No, I think the logic is there. Like you said, like the Bengals are the worst team in the NFL right now in explosive pass play allowed rate um, and a bunch of other metrics. Their defense really has not been good. Um, so I'd follow you. Also, the total is a bit higher. It's 35 on DraftKings. So congrats. Congrats to these two teams. But yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I do want to follow you on the Steelers thing, but Jalen Warren had nine carries for 129 yards and Najee had 12 for 35. Like, they just refused. Like, if you flipped the draft round of those two players, if, if Warren was the first rounder and Najee was the UDFA, it would be 25 to two. And like, those. I just, I just don't have enough faith right now in them actually making it the changes and what they need to do. So I want to follow you on that one on Pittsburgh, but I just can't get myself to do it. Yeah, I can't either. I also thought Jake Browning, Browning didn't look as terrible as I thought he would. Um, at home, I don't know, Higgins, is there a chance Higgins comes back? I think so. But, yeah, no, I agree. Browning wasn't terrible. But, yeah, Higgins might play. Yeah, I, I I mean, the thing with Pittsburgh is they, they, you know, if you can get the ball out quickly, those those receivers can win quickly. Like they should, you know, this this is a offense that is set up well to defeat Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm staying away. Carolina and Tennessee. Holy God, there are some bad games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We spent way too much time on those on those other crappy ones based on the number that we have left to get through. Yeah, oh my goodness, it's true. Yeah, let's burn through this one. I had Titans minus three and a half. Same. Same. Uh, and that has to be what this is, right? Yeah, uh, it's got to be around there. Three and a half, four, something. Four at DK, yeah. We'll call it three and a half just so we can get out of here. <laughs> um, we cannot. If any of you have a really interesting thing to say about this game, tweet it. Jacksonville and <laughs> Houston. Uh, shit. I had uh, I had to pick them again. I'm probably gonna regret this, but I went Jags minus two. 
Next on Get Up, uh, I have Houston by one and a half. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, looks like FanDuel plus one and a half. Um, I will tease this bad boy. Uh, like Houston at home, getting out seven and a half. The, the Jags continue, will continue to do more or do less with more than any team um, in the league. So you saw Trevor Lawrence look amazing. You saw Calvin Ridley look great. And um, you can you can bet that against Houston, they'll make it look really hard. Really, really hard. Yeah, I feel like it was a dumb bet. I mean, the first matchup was 37-17 Houston. The total of 47 seemed a bit high to me. So Houston and our guy PFF Bobby, they still do run a ton of early downs. Also, Bobby, I love you. Fourth and two uh, pitch to RB3. Let's get mm. that one out of the playbook. Let's get that one out of the playbook, my guy. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to think, you know, divisional under, late season, huge leverage game for the – I mean, this is like not a must win, but like this like borderline – you know, determines the AFC South as of this game, obviously. Eh. I'll, I'll leave it alone. Anyway. Thanks for that build-up, Brad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, question, do we – so I know Tyson Campbell didn't play today. He – like, he, Peterson, he said he was a long shot, like, on Friday. Do we know if do – you, do you think you'll be back? I think he'll be back. That was, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, like – the, the thing with Bobby that, you know, why I'm not completely sold on him yet is I think he runs the ball too much, given that the Texans are terrible at running the ball. Yeah. Um, and Jags, number one in rushing success rate allowed. So they're the best, you know, one at least one of the best run defenses in the league. You're going to probably see CJ in a lot of third and longs. And I think I would feel comfortable in the Jags if Tyson Campbell is back. Um, now, I haven't been really impressed with Trevor, Trevor Lawrence in a minute. So it does worry me, and I, I didn't have Stroud above him in my rankings, so I probably shouldn't bet this. But so, and I'm not going to bet it. Um, and I'll just enjoy the hopefully good quarterbacking. But I, I do think that you know Bobby Slowish play play calling will uh, fit, play into the Jags' defensive favor. And I'm disappointed in both of you. That yeah, two good build-ups. <laughs> incredible, incredible work. Um, the uh, thing that you're missing is that Press Taylor is the play caller on the other side. Uh, so you like my under then? You guys both yeah. like my under. Yeah, there's not a bigger mismatch um, between play callers than this game. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Brad and Arjun's um, uh, preambles. No, uh, this podcast <laughs> brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, we've just talked about a few different games that we've liked. Uh, and on prize picks, you can go get in the action yourself. Um, basketball season is here. That means you can get involved in uh, some basketball action as well. Um, and then you can combine football and basketball uh, to form a specials league. League created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. Uh, it is incredibly easy to use, uh, and it's really fun. Um, you can play alongside some of your favorite uh, players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. Find community plays under the promos tab uh, of the app to view entries. Um, here's how it works. Go to prizefix.com slash forecast. Use the code forecast for a first deposit match of $100. It is that easy. Again, prizefix.com slash forecast. 
Use the code forecast and a first deposit match of $100 is coming your way, especially for you fellas and ladies that are in uh, a part of the world where gambling, betting on sports is illegal. Uh, you can go play some daily fantasy at prize picks. Get involved. Also, um, if you're a parent, you've had to learn some new skills to provide for your family to handle all the children that or children, child that you've got going on. Um, and uh, you don't need to handle one more thing. So go to Fabric by Gerber Life and let them handle with an easy one-stop shop your high-quality term life insurance policy, plus any other financial solutions that you need to make sure that you can focus on the important stuff in raising your family. Here's the best part. Fabric by Gerber Life is online and super easy. It takes you 10 minutes. Uh, you'll be in, out, and you'll have a great uh, budget-friendly, high-quality term life insurance. Um, Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget. Quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. You go from start to covered in 10 minutes. To go and get your policy, go to meetfabric.com slash forecast. That is meetfabric.com slash forecast. Do so right now. All right. Uh, moving right along, we've got the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. Mercifully, this is no longer on Thanksgiving. Uh, they've gotten this off of Thanksgiving slate. And so now it's just in the middle of our Sundays. Brad, would you make this? Pick them again. Went Saints minus one and a half. I went with a pick them as well. Um, this game deserves to be a pick them. Is this going to be Derek Carr? What do we think? I, in my mind, put put the spread as such. It was a concussion in the shoulder, but I think it was more about the concussion than shoulder for why he was out-out. I mm. think he'll play, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'm sorry. I, I read this incorrectly. The printing press made this a pick em. I had a point and a half. Uh, Atlanta favored. Why did I have Atlanta favored? The New Orleans Saints stink. Um. And Desmond Ritter's back. He's learned his lesson. He's figured it out. Has he? Has uh, he? Yeah. <laughs> George, come on now. Come on. Uh, this, this is purely a, the, I can't stand the Saints. Uh, yeah. I don't know about Marshawn Lattimore. Speaking of injuries, I don't know if Marshawn Lattimore plays in this game. They, had, they both had buys, but he got his injury looked not great. It looks like it's minus one in most, most places. Um, so uh, people think I'm sharp. Um. I will say this about the uh, the New Orleans Saints. They'll find a way to make this a very, very close game, no matter what. Um, I, I don't know. The, the, um, there's something about this game where I, I do think that, that the Falcons um, have a legit shot in this one. I, I just root for Arthur Smith because of how pissed off he makes everyone. I just love that about him. Dennis Allen does that in a different way. He does it. Yeah, he does accomplish it though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I won't go along preamble. It's a it's a division NFC South like determining game. Both have a bye. I'm just I'm staying away. It, it's it's the principle for me that I have to fade Desmond Ritter under a field goal. So I'm taking the stance here. I I don't like I promised myself I I wouldn't bet on Pete, Pete Carmichael again, but I also promised myself that if I got a chance to fade Desmond Ritter against a at least borderline playoff team, I would. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, I also think the Saints teaser leg is an interesting one. Um, Rams and Cardinals, this one in Arizona. Pick them again. I'm just getting lazy with it. Nice. 
Thanks, Brad. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I want Rams minus two and a half. Ooh. I want Cardinals by one. Um, let's see. It is uh, FanDuel has Cardinals by one and a half, but juiced pretty heavily. Towards which direction? Uh, towards the one. Okay. Everyone, like, else, comes, yeah. Yeah, everyone else has Rams favored by like one. By one? What does DraftKings have? Do you see it out there? I don't see uh, it. I, I see minus one it's for the Rams. Sorry. Okay, let's call it that. Yeah, same. Nothing like getting excited about crossing zero. Um <laughs> I, I, I'm staying away. I'm excited to watch this game. Rams were disappointing today, but frankly, so were the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I don't have anything on this one. Nothing. No thoughts. <laughs> no, to- no thoughts either. Cleveland and Denver, Brad. I had Denver minus two and a half. I had Denver minus one. I have the Broncos by two and a half. And it is, uh, looks like one and a half. Yeah, that's what I see. Dorian Thompson Robinson on the road, huh? I watched as little of this game as I possibly could, but like Dorian Thompson Robinson wasn't Kendall Hinton out there. I wouldn't say that he was Peyton Manning either. So I thought the game plan, I mean, I thought Stefanski was really. Like we talked about, I don't know if it was on this show, but like the, the Ravens game compared when Dorian Thompson Robinson has to step in for Deshaun versus this game against Pittsburgh. And yes, different opponents, I get that, but the game plan was drastically different and clearly built around DTR strengths, spamming play action, ton of boot rollouts, QB power. Like it worked. And, and I know Denver, like I think we can buy, I'm going to, I'm going to buy, I'm going to fade Denver when the market's as high as it can be. I'm going to take the teaser leg. Uh, the the uh, Broncos, the Browns, Tizula. Yeah, I want to fade Denver so badly because the the turnover regression is is not going to be or it's going to hit at some point. Like the Broncos can't just keep forcing all these turnovers. Like I don't I don't know why the offensive coordinators on opposing teams are calling the fumble plays or the interception plays, but I think Stefanski is sharp enough to know not to do that. Um, I, I think the teaser are smart. You know, total of thirty six and a half as well. So. I'm just gonna yeah. find something else to pair it with. Let's ride. I love it. Love the teaser like. Um the, the Broncos defense is also um terrible against the run. I mean they, they are not even interested in playing run defense. It was so bad. Let me tell you how bad it was. It was so bad that Chris is on the broadcast. I, I can't remember the last time that there was a Sunday night game with either one of these teams. So yeah, it was probably the first time he's ever seen Alexander Madison. And he's like, you know, Alexander Madison looking good out here. He's breaking some tackles. And, like, this is literally the first game that Alexander Madison has even come close to breaking a tackle. So that tells you everything you need to know about the uh, the Denver Broncos run defense. Um, I, I think this is a uh, – I even kind of like, even though I had it at two and a half, I sort of am interested in, in Cleveland Browns money line as well. Also, real quick, like the Broncos, everyone's talking about these the Chiefs' bills and I guess tonight's win. They averaged 3.7 yards per play against the Chiefs, 
4.2 yards per play against the Bills and 5.7 tonight against the Vikings. Like, they, they haven't actually done anything on offense in any of those games. Just, like, a couple splash plays, and you're, just, you're not going to get that against the Browns. It doesn't really send a ton of pressure from a blitzing standpoint. Has an infinitely superior secondary. Well, not infinitely against Kansas City. Anyway. Yeah, I love, I love this teaser. They spent all this money on an offensive line. They can't run the ball to save their lives. That two-point <laughs> attempt was one of the saddest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. That thing was so dead. And then they've turned, like Russell Wilson, this offense is like Alex Smith on the Chiefs. Like they just like, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty tough to watch. Cortland Sutton's awesome. Free Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Buffalo and Philadelphia. This one is in Philly. I went uh, Eagles minus five and a half. I went Eagles minus three and a half. Uh, Let's see here. I had uh, Eagles by four and a half. Very interested to see what this one ends up at. Uh, It is, looks like three and a half. But it's trending three. Interesting. Obviously, Philly plays uh, on Monday night. Um, mm-hmm. Pending there are no, like, injuries, I, I kind of really like the Eagles here. I love the Eagles in this spot. Also, if this sways you at all, I'll be at the tailgate in oh. Philly for this game. I'm not going to the game, mind you. I'm just going to be at the uh. tailgate. But I can still – I mean, I can't knock on the game because i got to come on the ship, obviously, and not spend a bunch of money on those Eagles. But I'll be in the, in the you know, in the parking lot, gassing some brews responsibly. Um, I'm taking the Eagles. I, I, I'd, ra- I, I'd rather you down some brews irresponsibly, Brad, if I'm being honest. Well, yeah. i got to come on the show. i got to come on the show. But uh, anyway, uh, all jokes aside – I mean, I think they're going to bully this team on both sides of the trenches up front. Uh, the injuries, again, like, we'll see what happens on Monday night. Because they had a bye, I'm less concerned about the short turnaround, you know, of a day difference between these two teams. Philly just had 15 days off. They played a, um, you know, you, you get a bye in, into a Monday. So I'm not really concerned about that. And the Bills, I just, I, I still don't have a lot of faith in the Bills. Stephon Diggs did nothing today. Um, I mean, teams are just taking him out of game plans. Um, and then, yeah, the trench matchup is just is just not a strong one for, uh, really, for Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, it's really rough. I think this is a great matchup for Philly. Um, I, I, I I might bet some alts here. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think this has Demolition Derby written all over it. <laughs> I'm with you for sure. Arjun? No, I'm, I'm just going to lay off. Saving it up for your Baltimore uh, LAC game, I see. Uh, Kansas City goes to Las Vegas to try and take down the great Antonio Pierce AOC combo. I had the Raiders plus 10. I went Raiders plus 9. Went 9.5. And And it is 9s, it looks like. Arjun's over here lighting it up. Um, I'm going to stay away. Uh, from this one personally, um, I do have a belief that Kansas City's offense is going to figure it out, but uh, I haven't quite seen it yet. Um, so uh, until further notice, not sure that the Chiefs are going to be covering huge spreads on the road. 
Yeah, I don't want to take Chiefs lane nine on the road, but I'm going to have it at 10. Patrick Graham's legit. I've always thought he was legit. The Giants' defenses he coached were good. Like, he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. But I'm just waiting for this, like, Antonio Pierce vibes, Raiders vibes to go away. Uh, I'll stay away. Yeah, the fighting Antonio Pierce's are 3-0 now, I think, against the spread. Oh, yeah. It does, does worry me a little bit, you know? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm there for it. All right, Sunday Night Football, Baltimore and the Chargers. Chargers plus five and a half. I went uh, Chargers plus five. I, I guess I love the Chargers. I had Chargers plus three and a half. Um, and it is Chargers plus four. Yeah. I mean, I think Joey Bosa is probably out for the season. He's definitely not yeah. playing in this game. Um, I'm taking the Ravens. That's all. I, I just, I mean, the Chargers are dead. There's no way the team cares about a word Brandon Staley is saying in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, I think you're going to get enough pressure against this offensive line of Justin Herbert to cause problems. All this, all the sim stuff McDonald does. Like, it's just, I, I don't like the matchup. I think you can attack the slot. We've talked about. A ton, you know, the Ravens can put – I know they, they lost Mark Andrews. Maybe I'm not accounting for that enough. But they can put all three of their receivers that they want out of the slot, um, which is a cheat code right now against the Chargers. And they're just a more physical team. They're just going to bully them. You know, Arjun had Herbert number two in his AFC rankings. Lamar is going to see that and be pissed about it. Oh, so yeah. I'm, giving, I'm giving the bulletin board material. Ravens. Right now. It's true. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Baltimore as well. I, I I also like them in the first half. I think the the Ravens are. I just had the graph up. They are, or prior to this week, they were the second best team in terms of scripted plays EPA. So they get off to hot starts. Chargers are also like above average in terms of how they do on scripted plays. But um, yeah, it's probably gonna be a Ravens home game as well. I think a lot of Chargers fans are probably gonna protest the team now that the. Now that they're four and six, so I like the Ravens to come out hot early. So yeah, actually, I'm gonna just change this to first half, probably like minus two and a half. But the Ravens. Um, the uh, for anyone that is following anything other than football, the OpenAI board concerned about the safety of humanity uh, removed Sam Altman as CEO. They should have removed Brandon Staley as head coach if they really cared about the safety of humanity. Um, but clearly they are inept and have no idea what the fuck they are doing. So um, anyways, uh, I'm staying away um, for all of the reasons that you guys just outlined. Um, but uh, yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore is just a weird team. And like, I, I don't really have a feel for predicting when they're going to go and light it up and when they're going to like struggle to be consistent. I just think it's, you know, it, but, Certainly, this would be a game you feel like they can go light it up. Um, and I do like the Baltimore first half play. So, um, yeah, considering it. Uh, Chicago, Minnesota, Monday Night Football. Vikes, oh, Vikes minus three. I went uh, Vikes minus four and a half. Josh Dobbs. I have Vikes by three and a half. Uh, and it is... Three and a half, it appears. Brad, Brad, honest question. Josh Jobs or Justin Fields? 
better quarterback right now. Justin Justin Fields played well today. Uh, yes. Obviously, the strip sack to lose the game on the safety, but honestly, not only played well, but also won in some non-Justin Fields ways. And by that, I mean like navigated pressure well, stepped up in the mm-hmm. pocket, um, good touch passing, good intermediate passing. Like, look, I, I'm as critical of Fields as anybody. Uh, I, I thought he played very well today. And the coaching was just, I mean, truly a masterclass uh, of just like how to play not to lose and piss away a game. Um, so, yeah, look, Dobbs under pressure also. Like, look, we can make fun of Justin Fields' pressure to sack rate. Mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs tonight under pressure on that last drive was a priv. Um, Good thing anyway, the Bears I'll- can generate pressure, though, right? Not really, especially against these tackles. No, I don't. I mean, they can't pressure anybody. But just, in, you know, in theory, in, to our conversation, I do think they can run the ball, though. And I think you've finally seen the offense commit to Justin Fields as a runner. Um, had a hundred, over 100 yards rushing, QB power, um, you know, like just like actually playing to his strengths. And I think that it, it is going to work. You can run at Daniel Hunter. You can run at DJ Wanham. You can run off tackle against mm-hmm. this Vikings team. Um you know, the, the law underrated the loss of uh, one of my blank names name now. Uh, the the uh, Jordan Hicks, the off ball backer for the Vikings. Yeah, like I, I like the offensive matchup, frankly. Yeah, eighteen carries for fifty. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Um, I'm gonna, just I'm gonna just so clear, the Denver Broncos could not run at any of those guys. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean that's 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 their problem. They ran uh, into their problem yeah. behind the line of scrimmage, but they could they could not run around or through or by them. Yeah, which is funny too because they like you said spent a ton of money. The Bears' offensive line is actually they they actually are starting the players they want to start now, and I think mm-hmm. they played very well today. Frankly, in the, again the last drive, um, Darnell Wright got beat by Aiden Hutchinson in literally a millisecond, but I thought he otherwise shut him down. Uh, and Braxton Jones, though, left weirdly was yelling. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm staying away, but I, I don't hate the Bears in this spot uh, much at all, really. Hey, Ollie, pray. Amen, brother. <laughs> uh, man, the, I really badly want to take the Chicago Bears here. Um, the, the Josh Dobbs thing, like, first half of that game – First drive, I guess, of the second half is like, okay, like, cool story. But to your point, Brad, like, I don't know, there were some some really not great throws there. I don't – you think Justin Jefferson is back in this game? That's the thing, too. Like, yes, I do. I think – but I'm not confident in that. Um, so. that's That would be my concern. If he if he is, I think you get a little bit of like, all right, we're just gonna we're gonna give him, we're gonna feed Justin Jefferson, and I that would worry me because I don't think Chicago's, I don't think the great Fluce is uh, is ready to stop Justin Jefferson anytime soon. Um, so I will uh, I will stay away here. Arjun, are you doing anything with this? Not now. I think I mean it's three and a half trending three. So I think if it hits three, I will bet the Vikings in this one. But at three and a half, I don't want to bet it with the hook makes the sense all right that was our show uh we'll be back on wednesday thanksgiving eve which is always one of my favorite shows because we have a ton of uh of football coming the next day so we'll have some same game parlays it'll be a fantastic uh show with um with judah um and we'll get some sgp builds and then of course next sunday night we'll be able to recap it all so come join us wednesday evening sunday night enjoy your thanksgiving week we love you all Thank you.